Powered by Subla X, OQ's innovation hub, this is Subla X Podcast, an OQ podcast. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. This is Ahmed Al Hosni from Subla X. Today, we have with us Abdullah Al Fahdi. Hello, Ahmed. Hello, Abdullah. At the start, can you tell us more about yourself? My name is Abdullah Al Fahdi. I work for Nakhla Academy at the moment. I'm in the development capability part. And also, I'm leading and working with the competency assurance. Abdullah, you started earlier as an IT specialist, right? That was my beginning, yes. When I finished my secondary school, I went to Institute of Banka. I was working for a bank. I took the IT specialist part, where is the business programmer at that time. And yes, my life started in the bank. But... Several changes happened at that moment. So if you started at in the bank mm. and as an IT person, how did you end up going or entering the oil industry or the refineries industry? When I was working in the banks, I didn't feel myself working for customers and working for people. I mean, it was really difficult part. And at that time, petroleum industry wasn't that much known, really. There was an opening, an open opportunity with Oman refinery at that time. But I thought, I'm going to change. Let me try something different. And let me try and enter this place. Maybe it's going to be something I would explore myself. I know it wasn't my expertise. It was, it's written the position as field operator. But I applied for it and I wanted to see what's going to happen. So you went from a totally different, let's say, industry to a totally new industry. How was your experience there as a field operator? When I joined that place, I was really, I mean, excited. Just looking at the refinery, that was really excitement. Really, I'm going to walk inside there? And I thought, this is going to be good. And when I started in the refinery, and I thought, wow, I was really in the wrong place at the beginning in the IT part. This is a different really part that has really excited me. And yes, of course, I started as field operator. That was the basic really mean place where you start with. So didn't you have a lot of concerns at the very beginning that I might not be ready, I might not succeed in this place? Yeah, of course, those doubts are there. The worries me was, Really? Those pipelines? Those huge furnaces and this? I was scared. Honestly, I was scared. The first visit to the plant, it was scary. But knowing how to control them, knowing really we are good in that, that gave me a bit comfort. And plus, I saw that I really can explore and see, I see different world there. And I'm, I'm happy that I managed to study IT. Plus, I went through processes. And now I feel my life all is about logics and processes. So you, you've been through that transition. Mm. And then you've worked for oil, uh, let's say, companies. Can you tell us more how you moved and what made you move? And uh, When I started in the refinery, I started as field operator. I, walk, I started as a utility operator. Then I moved to tank farm area. This is good. So I managed to mature myself and understand the process. I went to the panel operator. But yet, I mean, you have to discover new things. Yes, I was excited to, and I had to, to start and, uh, and try a new challenge. And I found that new challenge in the upstream field. So there was a good opening in upstream company. Then I moved to that company to see what is going on. I've already started processing this oil here. Let me see how really it's come from the upstream side. So I tried another challenge and I went to another company outside of our uh, refinery. So, and after that, you had a very unique, let's say, experience with the Suhar refinery. When I heard about Suhar refinery project, 
when the opening started in 2005, immediately attracted me. Then I thought, why don't I go and start with this new refinery, construction, then commissioning, and we're going to be the first Omanis doing this. The best part of it, yes, and accepted as an experienced Omani operator. That's a big proud to me, really. So Sahar Refinery, to get that job as an experienced panel operator and work with expatriates. And plus, to work with those fresh graduates, Omanis, and teach them and work with them as they are field operators to support them, really, to come up and become a field operators. So you were basically located here in Masqat. Mm. And the refinery was in Sahar. Earlier in days, it wasn't easy to move. How did you manage to move? How did you do or make that decision to move from Masqat to work in Sahar? Yeah, that was really a big decision. Correct. Because mostly when somebody moved to another job or new job, it is about that job specifically, plus it's about your family. You need to get those both acceptance. I mean, accept the job is good and nice, but also the family should accept the environment that you're going to change. It was difficult because at that time, Suhar wasn't, the infrastructure of Suhar wasn't yet coming up. Not as the moment now, really, it's changed so much. But uh, it was one part as the infrastructure. Second part was moving away from the family, taking my wife and my children. I had two small children at the time and asking them to start new environment away from their families and this. It was a difficult decision, really. But we took it. And uh, we started in Suhar. It was a tough journey at the beginning. Especially with Suhar Refinery startup was really hard. hard. I mean, we had some several issues. Suhar Refinery, really several issues. And the part was excited is the growth that I got in the company. The knowledge that I got from the company excited me to continue on whatever happens, really. I'm in the right place at the moment. And something excited me and I moved. And then, yes, family started accepting and adapting to the place. Things started changing. So those old tough, old, tough elements at the beginning became a bit easier and nice. And we became experienced people. And we know exactly how to do this. It's totally strange to others, really. When they see me, my family in Muscat, they are surprised you live away from Muscat and this. But later on, that was difficult. <laughs> later on, yes. What happened later on? Yeah, means later on started, especially when we integrated to Orpik and that place where the master and I mean the headquarters of our Orpik, it was Suhar. And uh, my family really started to feel, I mean, family homesick and stuff. Yeah. And the time when I come to Muscat with my, my children and then I go back to Suhar the next day because I need to start my work in Suhar. They started feeling lonely and crying. And I felt uh, it's already almost, I, I spent more than seven years with my family in Suhar. Then it's time for them to move back. So they moved back to Masqat and yes. you stayed there in Suhar? Yes, I moved them back to Masqat first. And then I stayed in Suhar continuing my journey there. And I had to go back to family in, during weekends. But later on, it wasn't enough during weekends. I had to do it in between the week also. I go back and come back again. So here comes the bus ride. Exactly. The best part were Orpik provided us with bus. Okay. And uh, it was really something good for us. It helped us a lot because it's moved us to feel more now energetic to work for, for Sahar. I, I go every day. I catch the bus in the early morning at 5.30 like that. And we go to Sahar. We, I mean, had a good, team members there in the bus group we managed to know each other so we we talked to us uh, to each other so much and then 
We go to Suhar, we walk and go back again. It's long journey, I understand. So Almost was that you you went to Suhar daily by bus? It started first occasionally, mm-hmm. but then yes, daily. Almost for three years, daily going to Suhar and come back. When when would you leave Masqat? We start like five five fifteen from Ma'bela. It was good. Really, you can learn so much and read and do many things in the bus, and that's helped us a lot. Plus, we have lots of discussion and talks, side talks. Is there a unique experience that you remember from one of these bus rides? During uh, during rain, one time it was really heavy rainings, and Wadi cut off us on the way. We had to get out of the bus, no roads. We reached home almost 12 o'clock at night, midnight. You've been through the whole integration process, the both integrations, and now you're in the OQ integration. Can you tell us more about your experience with integration? The first merger or integration happened when we merged Suhar refinery with Maf refinery at that time. It was a bit, I mean, it, I, was, I was a bit scared, really. Um, I didn't know what is going to happen, but I just knew that it's going to be the same, as we told. It's going to be the same. Don't worry. Things will not change. You will be walking as you are. No much changes. But the, the easier part of it, because I've already walked for ORC previously, six years I walked in ORC. So I knew all ORC members, I know all ORC management, and SRC also teams. So when we merged, it was difficult for some people, but we managed to cover that. ORC period wasn't that much long, because that merger happened almost 2008, and then again in 2010 we started the Apple project where we need to merge, and Orpic should come up on the way. So the transition wasn't that much. We didn't follow into that transition for a long period, while another transition came. That really made the people much worried now. So what happened? We just <laughs> finished the tra- a merger and now we're talking about another merger. But with the group of Apple coming, talking to the people and sessions and other things, I was excited. I was so much excited because I wanted to know more. What about this plastic industry? What is happening in this new company, which is Oman uh, Aromatic Company, started just beside us? with huge technology and everything. So I was excited to know. The management that came with Apple Project, they came with new items, new ideas, more transparent, more talking to us. We felt more that we are shaping this company. This has really gave us more excitement. Maybe for others, they felt scared because they used to have a good position. But it's up to you what exactly you're thinking. For me, I was just thinking of where I'm going to shape myself in this new company. And the best part was that it started the announcement. As we see now in OQ, announcements are coming. You are, you're free to try anything that you may suit yourself in it. And that was so much excited. Previously, we didn't have a chance even to move easily from one part to another part, really. But now, this opening in your front of your eyes and you try to elements. And I was lucky, really, at that time. I, I managed to move from trainer to coach, which is almost two grades above my level. The part was, when we started the integration, now this is a new company. Who are we? What is my part to this new organization? Some people felt that it's still new or what should we do? Then what we should do? We started shaping it. Really moving to that part of integration, reaching to this OQ now, merger, that company or pick name, we've changed it so much. And we so, we are so proud of that journey. And now we are coming again to this OQ merger. I've seen people, I've worked with them before, either in upstream, worked with them in MAF refinery, worked with them in Suhar refinery. 
People I've met with them in conferences, in some workshop outside of companies, and I was excited to know them. They are here in this building, really, with their big minds and knowledge. We are we all brought here together to build this OQ company, and that was something huge to me. I immediately knew that we are building something here. It's not about integrating our assets, also integrating these minds to do something uh, to shape again this new company OQ. To me, this is something more excited now. Started the same thinking and journey again. What should I do? And where should I position myself? Like you said, you went from being a trainer to being a coach. Mm. But before that, let's go a little bit back. How did you end up being a trainer? How did that mentality of, you know, the operation side go into the human development side, let's say? Doing the operation part, we always train some new fresh graduates, some new field appraisers. And I felt so much, I mean, excited and proud when these trainees are achieving the goals and they become field operators. So I felt myself more, why shouldn't I specialize as a trainer? All of this excited me really to try and become a trainer. And when the opening was there as a simulation trainer, simulation trainer, so I applied and I got that job. When I started training, I've seen the talents of this young Omanis really. They have much talent, so much talent, really. They excited me, really excited me. And I thought, wow, we have really this, yeah, uh, I mean, those field operators and those panel operators. It is my time to push them up. Yeah, and this is the biggest part where I learned how to push people up, how to really get into their mind how to teach them and change their their mentality and thinking. The problem, the most biggest problem that we had is the field operator, for example, they have still, they have that operation thinking only. They're in that zone of operation. What is happening to other team? How do we communicate? How do we do this? That's a different kind of story that you succeed well with the machine plus with your skills. That takes me to the upskilling part throughout your experience. What made you really believe in upskilling? What do you think about it as well? Upskilling part, really. I've seen that. I've learned from my experience on uh, showing some individual into really how to share the same experience with other individuals. And when I I went to become a trainer, then those trainees come to me, I saw the differences. How, How do you spot a very talented person? How do you see that this person is talented? And I need to invest more in him. Okay, first of all, the basic thing we do, we expect everybody talented. That is the first thing you should do. Never think that, I mean, he's different than that. First of all, they are your basic foundation of working. So you start from the basic element with them. Okay, the ones that they've, they've got it all fine, good, then you use upscaling the requirements to them or asking them to do something extra than that one. Okay, they do it, then you can upscale it more further. When you do the upscaling more further or try, try to give some, some scenarios or even some assignments to, to those individuals, they might be not suiting them, by the way, but I intendedly do that because I just want to see how they're going to gonna walk into that situation. The one that they manage to maneuver around and manage to get and, and extract the maximum information that's suiting them and help them with that assignment or come back to me, then I understand how much effort these individuals have. By the way, sometimes talents coming immediately. I mean, you just sit with somebody and the way that he's going to answer your question or one-on-one, one-on-one session with them, the way they answer you, the way it shows that he did a good job. 
He's already went through these things. He took the extra mile to learn other elements, while others only stick whatever it's required from them. But the the ones that already shows the extra miles, they give you a picture like what is going on. You said you're giving them some tasks that are up or more than what they can handle. Is that isn't that a lot of trust that you're giving to them and Do you fear that they might feel something very sensitive? Of course we don't do that. That's really dangerous. So I give that trust and I push them to trust themselves. For example, if I teach some field operators and I've seen them, they have the talent, they have all, all, all the elements that required to become a panel operator. And I am a panel operator that day. I've already taught him and I know, but only by demonstration, he, I know that he knows because he didn't do it. So when it's a time to do it and it's first time for him, I might have doubt, of course, but I will give him the trust. But sitting beside him, watching what is he doing in case of anything wrong, I immediately can interact and fix. I go back to my experience. I had the same. When I did my first training in the refinery, my supervisors had some doubts. And the first doubt was the exposure. He asked me, did you start the buffer I said, No, I didn't. Do you know how to start? I said, yes, I know. How can we confirm? I, I don't know. I didn't start a furnace. I said, no, we have to do it. How can we do it? The furnace is running. It's not shut down. Then he requested the panel operator to shut down one burner. Just for me, really. I was really scared, but I managed to do it. But that gave me the thing that, yes, you need to trust. You need to push. And of course, you will be monitoring them, but you give them the space to do it. In regards to training or the talent development, can you tell us more about Musab al-Mahrouq? We've heard that he, he was one of your trainees. I remember that it was in late, maybe 99. I was a field operator at that time in Tank Farm in Maf Refinery. And Musab came as a, as a graduate and training in the refinery as well with us. And we spent some time in the truck loading. I was showing him how we do truck loading, LPG truck loading and this. He was training as field operator. He was, I mean, he was really talented, but he was humble, really. It's not only Musab. I've trained also some GMs at the moment. They are a general manager now in the refinery. I used to be field operator at that time. We used to work together as a team. And uh, I'm so proud, really. So uh, proud. I had those moments of teaching my, our CEO, okay. really. When I see them, I see the respect from all my trainees before and from all the people I managed at least to give them to give them something on their journey. I feel sometimes changing people, developing people, push people in the middle side is really important and strong. But I feel proud of that part. My part is in training, I mean, in developing others. And I'm so much into this. I'm suiting myself really in this part. Abdullah Fahdi, uh, thank you very much for your time here. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And thank you again. It was really my pleasure talking to you as well and sharing my experience. Thank you very much really for giving me thank this time so and share my information to thank you. you. Thank you. Join us in listening to interesting stories from OQ. Subscribe to Sabla X. Sabla X.